Shay Wheat, founder of Grace and Ease Productions, where we support entrepreneurs like you with event-based marketing and sales strategy. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to somebody that is coming in from across the pond, so to speak. Um, it's already tomorrow, so she's already in the future. She's already knowing what's happening, at least from my perspective. <laughs> I'm excited to bring you today um, to introduce you to Casey Lightbody, who is the founder and CEO of The Quiet Collective. That is a soulful sisterhood of quietly powerful women leaders in business who yearn to start and scale impact-driven businesses together. She's already my kind of woman. Um, leveraging her 15 plus years of university education and the work life experience she gained from living on, get this, three different continents and interviewing over 80 industry leaders, Casey has developed a framework that puts the human connection back into marketing and ensures that relationships and who we are at our core are at the forefront and, and the center of business. So really using this framework, she's been able to start and grow two successful multiple six-figure-plus businesses sustainably. Now Casey helps other introverted, intuitive, sensitive women claim their true power and create their own successful businesses 100% on their terms. Please help me welcome Casey to the Creating Powerful Impact stage. Hey, Casey. Hi, Shay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. Thrilled to have you. I would love, you know, amazing things in your bio, sharing, you know, a little bit about who you are and where you've been. But is there anything that you would like to add about how it is and what it is that you're doing and creating impact in the world today that I might have missed? Yes, yeah, I think I'd love to share the story that um, really I had to go to the depths of despair to build it back up again and really create this impact driven business right and so for the longest time ever since I was a little girl I'd had that dream of starting my own business but I followed the status quo I got a job I worked my way up the career ladder I had a family and I put that little dream on the back burner and when we immigrated to Australia I said to my husband it's now or never I'm going to start this business and so I started this business and it was my background's in marketing and so I started a marketing consulting business and that quickly grew into an agency. We were doing digital strategy and implementation for professional service-based businesses at the time. And it grew really quickly. I had a team and I remember sitting at this very desk one day and I was like, what the hell have I created? I had, there, there I was creating a business because I wanted the freedom and fulfillment and fun of having a business. And I was chained to this desk 16 hours a day, never seeing my family or anything. And you know, I was like, Okay, and so I decided to burn that business to the ground. It was one of the hardest decisions that I'd had to make because I knew in my heart of hearts that this is not what I wanted to create. Um, but I, you know, I made such an effort to build this business. It was everything. I poured my blood, sweat, and tears into it, and so I burned that business to the ground to start what is now the the Quiet Collective. And I really had to go on this journey of really re-remembering who I was and what I was passionate about and what I saw in all of that was 
I'm introverted, I'm sensitive, I'm deeply intuitive. And it was women like that that I really wanted to help. And we have this deep desire to do good in the world. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of when I attached the meaning to the vision and I got super clear on what it was that I wanted to create around the global impact that we're creating with the Quiet Collective and soon to be the Quiet Rebellion because now I'm rattling some cages even more. It's like, okay, how can we actually do this in a way that feels in alignment with who I am? And so I had to really bring the energetics, the mindset and the strategy all to, into alignment in my business to mm. see it really flourish and flow in the way that it is today. So that's a little okay. bit extra about my journey. I think that's I, important. That's fantastic. And I think it's like, it was great and amazing, right? You had a successful business, but it wasn't totally in alignment. Right. And so you, you get it to a point and tell me if this is, you know, how it was worth for you, but you get it to this point and then it's like, you have to push to keep it there or push to get it further. And like, it became harder and more difficult. And you're like, like you said, chained to your desk in order to make it continue. But how does it feel now that it's, it's more of an alignment piece? Does it feel like you still have the push that you have to make it go forward like that? I'm so anti-hustle, Shay. Everything about me is anti-hustle these days. I was having a conversation yesterday about high performance and what actual uh, what actually high performance means because I think we all buy into this old paradigm of what what high performance looks like, right? And I'm the complete opposite to this, right? And so how I coach my clients is like, we throw the marketing funnel out the window to start off with, right? And we actually go back to... Who, who is it? Who are you at the very core? What are the things that are unique about you? What are your superpowers? What comes really easily and naturally to you? And what feels fun at the end of the day? Because for me, business has to feel fun. Otherwise, I don't want to do it. Right? And so it was like, okay. And so every decision that I make now is I have to come back. I've got, and for me, I'm a three, five manifesting generator. If you know anything about human design, but I like to experiment. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> so um, I love to experiment. I love to try new things. I love to try it on for size. But here's what I know about alignment, Shane. Shane, is there's two things here. When we are trying something for the first time as, as in a tactic or a strategy, we don't know what it feels like. It's just like riding a bike, right? And so I say to my clients, okay, let's hop on the bike. And you want to say, okay, is this uncomfortable because it's new to you? Or is it uncomfortable to, to because it's out of alignment? And you want to give yourself some time to be in the practice of all of that. And then over a period of time, as you're measuring with your numbers and your gut and your intuition, so using your discernment and your intuition, you can make an informed decision to say, okay, this tactic is actually out of alignment with me. It's not something that's a fit for me. So I'm either going to try something new or I'm going to keep going with the thing that's actually in alignment, but it's new and I've just got to get used to practicing and, and mastering it, right? And so that's the piece of when you ask, how does it feel? Everything feels in flow now. Now, that's not to say I have the challenges. Life's 50-50. We always have our ups and downs, right? But as much as possible, I try to stay in alignment and I try to make decisions from a place of my core being, right? My heart rather than my head. Now, so, okay, that's, that's being in alignment, but how does somebody go about 
bringing like the human connection back into marketing because we all have mm-hmm. to market. We all have to, you know, have eyeballs and, you know, people seeing what it is that we're doing and get the word out and lead generation in order to, you know, have potential clients and actually have clients. So how do we bring that human connection back into our marketing? Yes. And I love this because I'm so passionate about this. And I'll share a little story is back in the day when I first started my second business, the Quiet Collective, um, I launched using summits, virtual summits. And my, I know, and it was so event, fun, right? Events, you hear it first, right? Events, they're powerful. Sorry, keep going. Yes. And I will, I will shout that from the rooftops. I, I cannot even emphasize it enough as events are the thing to do, right? It's been such a catalyst in my growth. And so, um, and I, what I realized was, you know, I tried blogging thinking as an introvert that I should be good at writing because I love reading. I hated blogging. So I went into podcasting because I love to chat. And that then built my courage muscle to be able to host virtual virtual summits, right? And so my very first um, summit, we had 4,000 women through that um, first summit, which was amazing and incredible. And what I realized in that there were so many learnings and all of that. I don't call them mistakes. I call them learnings. Um, but there was so much, lear- there was so much learning in that. And one of the things that I learned was it was amazing to have 4,000 women through that summit, but there were numbers on a screen, Shane, Shane, there were email, there were email addresses, right? I didn't have any connection to them. And so I felt so disconnected from those women. It was really hard. And so in that learning, I realized, that it's so important to consider quality over quantity, right? So for me, it's not about the numbers at the end of the day, it's about the quality of conversations that I'm having. Mm -hmm. And so I had to really go back to the drawing board there and say, okay, how can I start these little threads of connection? Because as you start building these little threads of connection, they build into really strong, sturdy ropes. And those at the end of the day are your relationships. And I said that, you know, this, at the, at this, if you break everything down to its simplest form, business, marketing and sales are all about relationships. So how can you actually build human connection and relationships in a way that suits you, in a way that's in alignment with you, right? So for some people, it might be speaking from stage and then having conversations after that, right? Or for others, it might be going and having one-to-one coffee chats. For others, it might be, you know, being on social media and starting conversations on social media. For everybody, I feel like it's different, but if you focus on the human being on the other side of that email address, Facebook profile, phone number, and actually focus on building that first thread of connection and then following through and continuing to build those threads of connection, that is the key for me that that's been the key to success is really seeing the human behind the, yeah. the profile, you know, especially, you know, in a virtual space, you know, and, and when we went through pandemic, like all we had was virtual connections. Yes. Have. And, and I'm curious to hear, you know, your perspective in regards to how do we do business differently in 2023 and beyond. Um, but it's like that, looking at the person behind the Facebook profile or the social media profile and actually getting to know them versus, oh, I need to have, you know, 20 outreaches today in order to hit my numbers in order to make sure that I can have this many conversations and then this many sales conversations and this many clients, right? It's like, 
yeah, you need to know your numbers, but once you understand your numbers, what you have to hit, then it needs to definitely go back to that human connection. But I'm curious, you know, is that what you're seeing needs to be different? How do we need to do business differently in 2023 and beyond? Yeah, absolutely, Shay. So I think, again, the online world has got noisier and noisier post-pandemic, or I don't think we're ever going to be post-pandemic, but it's in the new paradigm, right? I think it's got it's got noisier and noisier. And I, you know, I call myself a seasoned chicken because I've been... <laughs> been on the on the internet for for many years and i've seen trends come and go and fads come and go and what i'm really seeing is because it's being it's getting it, it is so noisy online i think that for me there's three p's that i think are really important right the first one is your personality right so it is bringing all of you online and I know for those who are maybe slightly introverted or quite sensitive, that may be a little bit scary. And what it's I will share. scary and a bit difficult. And right. I don't necessarily want to be on video dancing around. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And here's what I want to say about that is that it's a gradual process, right? To do what feels comfortable with you. For the longest time, I was really shy. And if I was on a video, like if I'd known this with a video interview, I would have said, no, thank you very much, right? I, I was that shy. Like there was just no way. Introvert, no, there's a whole, I can get into a whole conversation about shyness and introversion, which is a complete distraction. But I think bringing your personality front to the forefront is going to be so important. So really understanding what is it that makes you you like how like if you are that quirky person bring that quirkiness to the to the forefront if you are deeply introverted and introspective and have like you want to actually shift the way that people think and bring those conversations online right like really bring all of your personality online i think that's going to be the first thing the second thing is perspective mm. and i think really dialing up uh what conversations you want to be part of and your opinions and perspectives again i think people want to hear different things they've done hearing the same old regurgitated stuff all the time right so if you can bring a different perspective a unique opinion a different model something that's actually going to allow you to really stand out and cut through the noise i think that's really important and then the third thing is process okay so for me it's around saying okay it's really great to be in your feminine flow and in alignment right but you've got to have some kind of masculine container to actually be in your feminine flow so we talked a little bit about numbers that's really important to have that it's really important to have some your structure and procedures and processes and things in place to allow you to to like step back and have the space to consider and then be in your feminine flow so yeah that's fantastic um and you're right you do it's like that yin and yang right mm -hmm. it's you you have the flow, but then you have the boundary in the container. And so every time you have an expansion, you have a contraction, right? It's that yin and the yang. So, you know, you can flow and let's say you're, you're flowing upwards, then the container comes up to meet you, right? And you flow some more and the container comes up to meet you. When you expand into something new, then you end up contracting and you end up coming back and looking at it from a different perspective or, you know, putting the mask back on you and then you go back out and you do it again. So I kind of find both of those pieces really beneficial um, right. you know, coming from somebody that sees themselves as more introverted than extroverted. 
Now, when I'm, you know, producing and when I'm doing these things, I have like my production hat on, but otherwise afterwards I need to go drool on the couch. Like I can, I have expanded my container to a point where I can be more extroverted in these moments, but then I have to come back down. I have to drool on the couch. I have to come back inward. Right. So I'm curious so I know you've gone from, you know, 10 figure months to, you know, a six figure month in your business. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious for our audience to really hear from you what it took to do that without hustling, without having like the hype, having to really hide behind that extroverted mask all of the time. Mm-hmm. I love that, Shay. And what I will say, just to kind of backtrack a little bit in what you were yeah. saying, is right, really actually looking at, um, like you said, you, you've kind of expanded your ability to be in that kind of masculine world, but then yeah. you've had to kind of step back to to being, like you said, drool on the couch. Right? And I think this is one of the big things and leading to my growth from five-figure to six-figure months, right? One of the biggest things was this piece around really recognizing how I actually manage my energy. How do I actually prioritize my energy management? Because as an introvert, my energy management is my number one priority. Because I get drained in social situations and because business is all about being social and building relationships, it's like, how do I actually manage my energy? And so I really had to take a good, hard, honest look at what I was saying yes to and what I was saying no to and really looking at my capacity. And so that this is this piece around capacity and saying, okay, what do I need to, this is this event or this thing is going to take up this much of my capacity. So this is time, energy, resources, money, right? This is my capacity. How much is that going to take up? And then how much energy is it going to take from me? And so I then structure some pre-charge and recharge time in my days now as someone who's anti-hustle now and highly ambitious driven type a that was one of my hardest things to do was actually being able to take a step back and slow down to speed up right and so that was one of the biggest things I had to slow slow down to speed up right and again with someone who's like high performance I've got a mile long to do this I was like, oh my gosh, this is really, really, really hard. But I had to take radical self-responsibility for that, right, Shay? And I was like, okay, this I know that this is my number one priority, so I've got to do so I've got to do this. Now, as I did that inner work and I started to really like release a lot of the I like I've done a lot of inner healing work and all that kind of stuff, right? And as I've been doing that and really been invested in that work, it's allowed me to expand my capacity. So just like you said, when you've got your production hat on, like you you now your capacity is bigger, right? You've got you've got more ability to hold more stuff. And I think the more that you 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 can expand your capacity, the more that you can hold. So again, moving up from ten k months to six figure months, it's just my capacity that ex- has expanded, right? So that's one of the biggest things the second thing was exactly that was actually getting visible on stage like it's getting visible on stages like I've just got to say like I've just got to say that it's just being like for me the consistency of getting in front of other people's audiences and leveraging finding that common thread of connection that partner who's got 
for me, it's been so important to find strategic partners that have got aligned like aligned values, aligned worldview, aligned visions, like that kind of stuff. Like when I partner with, with those kind of women, shoulder to shoulder we rise, right? It's not it's not just me, it's 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 all of us, right? And I have seen like that has been one of the biggest catalysts to my success is the consistency of being on other people's stages and really finding those common threads of connection and continuing those threads of connection, right? So this is to say you plant the seed and when you're planting those seeds, they may not sprout today, but they may sprout a year from now, a two years from now, four years from now. And that's what, how I landed having Amy Porterfield as a keynote um, speaker was I invested the time, energy, money, resources in building that relationship because I loved Amy. I loved what she stood for. I loved everything that she stands for today. She's one of my go-to mentors, you know, and so I invested the time and, you know, those kind of things pay off in the long run. I'm curious if we could backtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm. As you were, you know, slowing down to speed up mm-hmm. and you were putting the the space beforehand mm-hmm. into your calendar, did you happen to feel like guilty? Was that driven side of you going, well, is this actually going to work? Like I should be doing something right now. Um, did, did that happen in the beginning? And then as you like kept to it and you're like, no, this is what I need to try. And I need to put that hat on. I need to test it and see if that will help me slow down to speed up and then see the the leap. Is that what happened? That's exactly what happened. Shay. Oh, it was yes. so uncomfortable. <laughs> it was scratchy. It was itchy. Every bone in my body, every cell in my body was itching to get back to the computer. It was the hardest thing that I had to do. Literally, it was the hardest thing that I had to do. But I talk about the three Ds that really helped me make make big leaps right and it and it sounds so simple but when you get it you really get it right and it's this decision and I was like okay I'm going to make a decision that I'm going to stick to this right it's the dedicate and then it's the dedication right mm-hmm. it's the dedication to that decision and then it's daily devotion so I didn't beat myself up so it's daily devotion with compassion right so when if I scheduled I call it my white space time right if I scheduled an hour of white space and I only got five minutes, I was like, I patted myself on the back. I said, well done, Casey, you took five minutes, you did it, and you can do it, like, let's let's try again tomorrow. Let's try again tomorrow. And now it's non-negotiable for me, right, Jay? Like, I call it, I go for my, you know, sometimes I'll drive to the beach, it's 40 minutes away to go for my walk, but my walking time is my walking meditation, and I do that, like, it's it's my it's my religion it's my pathway to i say it's my pathway to eight figures because that's what that's what i do right it's like i just have to like it's it's just in me because i see i see what it's given what it's given back to me is worth its weight weight in gold that time yeah i i think that's a huge takeaway out of this today is you know okay block the what what do you call it the white space block the white space. space Um, Because I know personally, I same for you, like driven, making things happen, have a checklist mile long of everything I need to do to the point where I was not taking lunch, right? Right. I put it in my calendar. It's like lunch, right? Like it's in my, my space. Not that I need an hour for lunch, but it's that white space that you talk about of going, 
leave your computer, leave the stuff, leave the list and go and play with my, my fur puppies, right? Mm-hmm. My fur babies and like, you know, love on them and, you know, have my brain decompress and then come back to whatever it is that I'm working on. So I think yes. that's a huge takeaway amongst other things. Like you, you've dropped so many diamonds and I can't believe how quickly the time has flown. Um, so how in the world do people, you know, stay in touch with you? And I believe you also have a gift for our audience. Can you yeah, Shay, thank you so much for having me. It's been such an incredible conversation. And for anyone who would like to connect with me, I have a free Facebook group. It's called the introverted impact driven entrepreneurs. So I'd love to see you inside that cozy corner on the interwebs. And I also have a um, guide for introverts specifically how to market yourself without having to hustle, without having to be on social media. It's called the Introverts Guide to Marketing, and you can find that at quietcollective.com.au forward slash marketing. Beautiful. So we will have that link in the show notes without a doubt. Join the Facebook group. Um, and as we start to wrap up here, Casey, what would you say is you know, your takeaway, what you want to leave? Is there a memorable note you want to leave our audience with today? Yeah, so I think Shay really hit the nail on the head. It's around as much as we want to grow, scale and create our impact driven businesses, we've got to slow down to speed up. So the more that you can actually create that space for yourself and give yourself grace and compassion while you practice that, it's going to really pay off in the long term for you. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you for being with us today, Casey. Thank you, audience, for listening and joining us on another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm super excited for you to take all the lessons and the resources that you've learned here, start implementing them, create that white space for you, and go out and create even more impact in your world. Until next time, have an outstanding rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.